on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Bob Brainerd. When you do what the Milwaukee Brewers do, that's not grammatically correct, but it just sounded better. Okay, how about what they did in St. Louis tonight? There, you happy? When you do what they did in St. Louis tonight, then you don't worry about the countdown. You don't worry about magic numbers. You go out there and you take care of business. And that's what the Brewers did tonight to shrink the magic number down. If you want to make sure the postseason taken care of that way, counting down the magic number, you can still do that. It's down to six. The Cubs are winning. You just heard... The guys talk about it on the postgame show. They're winning at Wrigley Field tonight. A rain delay starts, so uh, before we go off the air, we'll probably have a final there, but they're uh, knocking off the Pittsburgh Pirates. So Brewers probably will stay at six. We shall see. Maybe it'll drop to five when it's all said and done. But it's down to six as Milwaukee beats the Cardinals in St. Louis tonight, 7-3 to snap that mini two-game losing skid. As you heard, I'm Bob Brainerd in for Dom because it's Tuesday night, along with Producer Matt, Craig Kishan from Bally Sports Wisconsin, will join us shortly to talk about the win. And Craig and I are also going to break down the possible opponents for the Brewers. We're going to just go on a limb tonight and assume they're going to win the division. Somewhere, somehow, in the next couple of days, it could be this weekend, it could be when the Cardinals come to Milwaukee next week. For a three-game series at Amfem Field. Oh, wouldn't that be delicious to clinch the division? Not against St. Louis, but to have them watch. Because Milwaukee has done that before, watching the Cardinals win the division. Oh, the irony. Oh, the deliciousness. But we shall see. It, it, it could be sooner. It could be in Miami if the numbers all add up when they face the Miami Marlins in a series on the road coming up this weekend. I don't know anymore, and Matt, I want you to chime in, because a week ago, you and I had Craig Kishan on, and we we played the quiz. And the quiz was, and we did this two weeks ago with Jeff Cirillo, former Brewer third baseman, and I asked the question, will that final series, that final three-game series against the Chicago Cubs mean something? And when I say mean something, I mean it's going to determine the division winner. It's going to determine Who has the dog pile? Who celebrates the division on the field? So, with that question, I was asking you, Craig, and Jeff, will the Brewers lead, if they would have a lead, but if would the lead be more than three games? If it's more than three games, moot point, doesn't matter. Craig Council can set up his pitching staff for the postseason any way he pleases. Now, Rillo, two weeks ago, said, nope, I think the Brewers will clinch before that. Okay, that's fine. I disagreed with them. I thought it's too. There, there's too much baseball left. It's going to be too wacky. Things will happen. It's going to come down to a Brewer lead, but it'll be three or less. So that series will mean something. The dog pile for the NL Central will mean something. I said that. Craig Ashan said that. Producer Matt, you said that as well. And now... Two weeks later, and even from last week, we were all saying that, yeah, we still think that series will mean something. It will mean the division. Now, not so much, right? Not when a team loses five in a row. No. That was it. That was the death death blow. I didn't see them doing that. I expected them to falter against Arizona, considering that they didn't play well 
when the Diamondbacks visited Wrigley Field, but to lose two of three to Colorado, I did not expect that. And even though the Cubs are doing their job against Pittsburgh right now, and I wouldn't be surprised if they continue to do their job against Pittsburgh, at this point, like you said, Bob, as long as the Brewers continue to do their job, they basically control their own destiny. That's that's the key, Matt, right there. Because of what happened to the Cubs on the road, they put the Brewers in this position where all they can do, not all they can do, but what they should do is just face forward, like you said. Control your destiny. Control what you can control. Control the controllables. I've heard that before. Control the controllables. And what they can control is, all right, just go out and win ballgames. And, and tonight, okay, look, Adam Wainwright and, and everything that was on the line for him last night, that, that was one of those situations where that's, that's a tough W to get because of the circumstances. And the Cardinals did what they had to do to get their guy number 200, okay? I understand that. Tonight, different story. With the starting pitcher, the Brewers throw McGill. He gets off to a bad start. But Colin Ray really settled down. And, and, and Matt, that was really key that Colin Ray comes in and says, okay, I'm going to settle things down until the bats perk up here. And they finally did because the last two days they've been pretty quiet. They finally did. But it was really key that because if Colin comes in and they tag him and knock him around, I don't know if the bats come alive. And I, I don't know if we have the same end result here. That was really a key tonight. Yeah, not to jump the gun, but I'm sure he'll be a lot of people's player of the game. Because you come in after McGill struggles in his first time as or second time rather as an opener, and at that point you have to pick up the pieces because Colin Ray has to be your guy. He went four and two thirds and had a great game. Pick up the win for a reason. And like you said, Bob, the offense did their job and put the rest of the bullpen in at ease. And honestly, outside of that first inning, you take this script and you write it over and over and over again until the time comes in late October. Who knows? You might not just see one dog pile. You might see two or three from the Milwaukee Brewers over the next six weeks. 855-616-1620. That is the Fifth Third Bank talk and text line. If you want to talk and or text, that is the number, 855-616-1620. And again, when Craig comes in, we'll have a little roundtable between Craig, myself, and producer Matt. So and and what what I'm going to do and this will give you Matt a little little prep time for you so I don't catch you off guard. We're going to go down the possible opponents that the Brewers will have because again, we're assuming they're going to win the division. It's going to get done here in the next few days. So of the possible opponents, what what scare, scares slashes concerns you if that's the opponent and against that opponent, what do you like about that matchup? And the teams we're going to talk about later on in the show here on Brewers Extra Innings, Arizona, the Cubs, uh, Miami, Cincinnati, and San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco is 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 clinging, and 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 they're in trouble. Um, I I would say they, they're the most distant team now to make the, the the postseason in that pile. But we'll throw them in there anyway, just just for discussion's sake. But the other four that I mentioned, Matt, are certainly all possibilities. And and again, not to give too much away when we get to the discussion point, but you can look at Arizona and the Cubs, and the Marlins, and Cincinnati. And with all those teams, I can see advantages for the Milwaukee Brewers. But I can also say in the same breath, I can see where there's some issues based on what we've seen in matchups this year and what we know with the personnel. I can see problems perhaps in a three-game series. They would all be at American Family Field. That's the good thing. 
But short series, what are some of the possible pitfalls coming up? So that's, again, something that we're going to kick around. And I offer, again, the talk and text line at 855-616-1620. If you want to chime in, maybe via text, and give us your concerns on the teams that I mentioned, Arizona, Chicago, Cubs, Miami, Cincinnati, and San Francisco. Just do a quick blurb saying, if you know, if this is the team, okay, the, the Reds scare me because this. You know, maybe it's because of Ellie De La Cruz. The Cubs scare me because of Justin Steele possibly going in Game One, and and you get into a pitcher's duel. Uh, but I, I'm throwing out possibility just just to kind of get the conversation going. Uh, my, Miami, young guys who are hungry, right? Um, who also have some young pitchers who can be very scary. Uh, I mentioned Cincinnati and De La Cruz. San Francisco, I mean, if if that would happen, um, and I would even toss this out, if the Giants would get in and that's the Brewers' opponent, I would say this, Matt, they would be a scary opponent because they would be on a roll, right? They, they, would, they would all, in the last 10, 11 games, they would just be this surprise team that snuck in the back door, but they're on a roll and they're a hot team, so you would worry about a team like that in a three-game set. 100%. It's going to go one or two ways. Either you get that hot car coming through, or they come into Milwaukee <sighs> and they hit a giant break at the end of the regular season. Right. They take an exhale. Okay, we're in. And then they're exhausted all out of breath because they have to ride their horses all throughout the final couple weeks of the season. Whereas in the case of the Brewers, as it stands right now, you might not see a whole lot of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, or Freddie Peralta. So that's where I might see a difference there. I'm glad you pointed that out, Matt, because that is going to be key, too, as the Brewers inch closer to clinching the division here. And again, the magic number is six tonight. Cubs game still pending, but the, but they have a lead on Pittsburgh. But if especially, especially if they wrap things up at home next week and that, that Cubs series means nothing, think about that, Brewer fans. You, you're Craig Council. You can get your rotation set up exactly how you'd like for the three-game series. So if you want to, and Matt and I were kicking around this in the eighth and ninth inning tonight while, while that was winding down in St. Louis. If you're Craig Council, you could do something like, mm, I'm, I want to keep everybody in line and in check and in their spot in the rotation. And so you could throw Corbin Burns on his regular day, but just throw him for an inning or two, right? Give him a little taste. You could throw Woodruff. This is all against the Cubs, right? Woodruff, game two against the Cubs. Doesn't matter. You already clinched the division. Give him a couple innings. Freddie Peralta, game three. Final game of the regular season. Throw him a couple innings. Then you're turning around after a couple days rest. And you're coming back with Corbin Burns game one, but he hasn't sat now and got uh, got in a funk by any means. You could do that. Or you could shut him down completely. You could go to each pitcher and say, do you want to play in the game at all? Do you want to pitch an inning, two, three, four? What do you want to do? So many options for the Milwaukee Brewers and Craig Council if, if they can clinch things before that Cubs series, making that series a moot point. Never a moot point. From our good friend Craig Kashan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, who wrapped up the post-game show over there on the television side. Joining us now on Brewers Extra Innings on the radio side. Buddy boy, I'm looking at the box score tonight and kind of atypical when the Brewers cobble a win together from the offense. Nine base hits. Everybody had one hit except Adamus. Willie had 
a pair of hits tonight. But everybody else, you know, chip in here, chip in here, chip in here. That seems to be a good recipe for the offense when they get a win. Yeah, and getting the uh, the crooked number inning again that that's turned yes. out to be really huge for this team in the uh, in this second half surge that they've been on. So they had the four run uh, fourth inning, and they had the four consecutive doubles in the same inning, which apparently has not been done since nineteen seventy four. That's something. Research, yeah, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I look at that fourth inning and in the, the multi-run inning, as I said, has just been such a key for this team. And, you know, the other thing is, look who got the party started after falling behind two to nothing. It was William Contreras. Yep. You know, his brother homered yesterday. You know, these two are in a game-by-game competition. And, um, you know, to be able to come back and hit the home run today, but that that got the Brewers on the board. That broke that long drought. It was, I think, over 11 innings that they hadn't scored. And and so you need a guy that, that can step up and do this. And Contreras has turned in to be quite a hitter and somebody to watch. So he had a 17th home run, um, and obviously that helped in the third inning, made it 2-1, to one, and then the Brewers did all that damage in the fourth inning. And the other thing, Bob, was the – the tack on runs in the eighth and then in the ninth. I mean, that that's still a safe situation, a two-run game going into the final two innings. So we saw a lot of different good things here tonight. We saw a home run. We saw the extra base hits. We saw some, you know, some clutch hitting late. Um, and and we saw a good combination of pitching as well. So uh good for the crew, man. I'm glad you mentioned Contreras, Craig, because I was thinking about that uh, during the latter innings of the contest tonight in St. Louis. If you're looking at a Brewer team MVP this year, I got to go with Contreras. I mean, I mean, a non-pitcher, okay? Because there's certainly a lot of guys in that pitching staff, and and certainly Devin Williams once again that could be considered MVPs of this team. But if we're taking the pitchers out of it, take the arms out of it, offensively, I'm going with the Brewer catcher, yay or nay. Yeah, that that'd be a tough one to argue against. I mean, especially what he's done, you know, in the last, you know, month, six weeks, eight weeks of the season. I mean, this guy's batting like three fifty, it seems like, and um he's been so clutch. And and look what he did in the ninth inning. He walked to lead off. This right. is beyond his home run. He walked to lead off and stole a base. Right. He's not a big base threat. But he ends up scoring that that seventh run of the game, as it turned out. So, I mean, if he's giving you that effort in the ninth inning and he's doing his thing behind the plate and he's hitting home runs early to get you on the board, I mean, yeah, uh, it's a good call there for individual MVP. And I, and behind the plate, too. Um, we don't have discussions about William Contreras behind the plate. We, we don't have issue with what he's done, where, uh, you know, another wild pitch or he didn't call a good game. It, it, it's sort of like when when, a, when you don't have discussions about guys, regardless of the sport, when you don't hear from them or you don't talk about them, that means they're just going about their business. They're doing their job. So I think defensively, he has been very solid behind the play as well, again, because we don't say anything. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean that that that's a good point as well. Um, but let's face it, there are so many pitchers on this staff between starters and bullpen guys that 
will draw the attention first and and they do it because they're collectively one unit i mean the starting the starting rotation as it sits right now is phenomenal and the bullpen has been exceptional to be honest with you especially when you consider all the new faces in that bullpen this year and it was a little slow out of the gates for them to to kind of find themselves um but man what a job they've done so if you're if, if that's what you're talking about and you're not talking about the guy behind the plate, it's an interesting scenario. Uh, but you know that William doesn't care if you're not talking about him behind the plate. He he wants to be doing his thing, you know, with the bat, and he's been able to do it, which is great. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that he doesn't take pride in what he does behind the plate. Don't get me wrong. Right. But um, he he's he's been phenomenal back there, and he's meant a lot to these guys and. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, there aren't a lot of games anymore that Caratini's catching. So they're going with Contreras, you know, in most situations. He's getting five or six starts uh, a week now, and and Caratini's pretty much got burns, and that's pretty much the storyline here. And that says a lot about how far William has come. Yeah, good point. Uh, t- hitting 283 now is Contreras after going one for four tonight, driving in a run, walked, stole a base behind the dish. Yeah, as Craig said, doing it all. He is Craig Kishan. I'm Bob Brainerd. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, not 13, 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, a national association member, FDIC. When we return on BEI, Craig and I, as promised, and producer Matt, we're going to run down the possible opponents. We're going to give the Brewers the division in the NL Central. Possible opponents. The good, the bad, how do we feel about the possibilities with either Arizona, the Cubs, Miami, Cincinnati, and San Francisco? We break it down next. Brewers Extra Innings on a Tuesday night with Bob Brainerd, Craig Kishan, producer Ben. It's brought to you by Network Health. For over 40 years, Network Health has been making health insurance affordable and understandable so you can make the most of your coverage. If you're looking for individual coverage, Medicare Advantage, or even coverage for your employees, visit NetworkHealth.com slash playoffs. They've got a plan for you. On the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620, as per usual, Craig, it's Aaron in Illinois. He says, I think the crew may have found something special in Abner Uribe. If he can just get a tad more control and eliminate the occasional wildness, what do you guys think about Abner, Craig? Well, man, I mean, he's really good. There's no question about it. And he's been, to me, uh, for a kid that made his major league debut here, and he's, what, only 23 years old, um, I, I just think he's been beyond phenomenal and mostly in control. Again, he he fits into the category of all the position player rookies that I keep talking about that don't look like rookies. He really doesn't look like a rookie to me. He doesn't really portray rookie there. I think there are times and we saw it tonight, you know, he can lose his cool a little bit. If you were paying attention towards the end of the inning, you know, that he pitched, he was ready to, you know, have it out with, uh, with the St. Louis Cardinal batter later. I don't know who remember who it was off the top of my head, but, 
um, j- just to be in control. But but here's the other example. Willie Adamas came out uh, while he was on the mound and and basically, I think, gave him a good lecture. I don't think that was pep talk as much as it was uh, you better here because it's the truth and this is how it's got to be. Yeah. And, and that's how I kind of read that. And, and he accepted it and, and went, went on and finished out the inning strong. So he's capable of a lot. I mean, we all know he can hit 102, 103, but I mean, if he's accurate with it um, and he has been, there aren't too many guys his age and with the lack of major league experience that can come in in the second half of the season and basically take over a seventh or eighth inning or maybe even a closer role like he's been able to do. He he is a special product, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and, and I like what you know you know mentioning Adamas and the tongue lashing, you know, that's a veteran who's been around who goes in there and knows his place and knows that it's time for a youngster like Abner to you know, he needed that. He he needed to have that, you know, grow up maturity moment there in the major leagues. And as you said, he responded to it as well. All right, let's get right to it. We're going to we're gonna put the Brewers as the NL Central champs. Go out and buy your T-shirts and your hats, you know, ahead of time because it's going to happen. It's, it, it, if the Brewers keep taking care of business here in the next batch of games, it will happen. So the possibilities of the best of three series at American Family Field October 3, 4, 5. The possible opponents, okay? All right, Craig, I'm going to toss them out. You tell me what concerns you with this opponent and what you would like about a possible matchup. Let's start with the Arizona Diamondbacks, if that would happen. Well, let's see. I, I'm The first thing I'm doing is looking at season series, uh, and the Brewers lost that uh, two games. Uh, they won, and, and they lost four. So the Diamondbacks won the season series. That's one thing to look at. Um, you know, their defense is really good. They have the third-best defense in Major League Baseball. Vinny Rotino and I, by the way, uh, mostly Vinny went over all this stuff, and and we're we're logging this to have our own television segment of this. So, oh, nice! <laughs> um, we're gonna call we're gonna call this producer led Vinny Rotino on this one, my good buddy. But um, you know the <laughs> other thing the other thing that they have is they have as uh, good offense and as much pitching as, as anybody here with Zach Gallon, uh, Merrill Kelly. Uh, those two guys have done a number on the Brewers during their career as well. And don't forget, we got a full dose of uh, Corbin Carroll, who's at the time he played the Brewers, was a Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, MVP candidate as well. But guy's probably going to win Rookie of the Year candidate, uh, 24 home runs and and, uh, 47 stolen bases for him. So they're a little bit like the Brewers. I don't know if they have the, you know, the Kristen Walker, uh, superstar type that this guy's turned into in, in a hurry here. Um, I mean, Corbin Carroll, but uh, you mentioned Kristen Walker as well with the 30 home runs. So yeah. they have definitely more pop than the Brewers here right now. Uh, and their pitching is, is matched pretty well to Milwaukee, but I'll still take Milwaukee overall. I still think their pitching is going to shut down no matter who they play. Um, and give their offense a chance to score even a few runs to win. Okay. Um, the Chicago Cubs, and, and I'll get this rolling because there's a lot of, lot of different avenues we can take this discussion if it, if it indeed is the Cubs. But for starters, Craig, 
Uh, you know there'd be a lot of Cubs fans that would find their way and find tickets into American Family Field, and that scares me a little bit. I know the Brewers have been through that before, and as a player, you try to drown that out, but I can't help but think that that would just be an odd feeling to say, like, wait wait a minute, we're the division champs, we have all three possible games here at home, Uh, why are all these fans in blue and red making all the noise for the team we're supposed to be beating. That that would concern me a little bit. And and again, I think I think as a player you can say you can drown that out, but I think at times that might be a little weird and strange and bizarre in your own ballpark. That for me. So so I'm just going to get started now. Break it down. What would concern you? What would you like about a best of 3 with Chicago? Well, what I'd like the most is for uh, Brewer fans to gobble up those tickets, but uh, it, it is an interesting point. It is an interesting point. I mean, that that has to be a little bit of a concern that that uh, American Family Field, which, by the way, in the second half of the season has helped uh, great uh, a great deal for the Brewers here in their success. They played really, really well at home after being uh, kind of inconsistent before that in the first half of the year. So. You know, you don't want to take that home field advantage away. The the best part about that is there there won't be a series at Wrigley Field if these two met in the first round. Right. So, yeah, that that's the good part. But I mean, the Cubs, I'm tracking them tonight. They just put an eight spot up yeah. in their half of the eighth inning to take a 14 to one lead over Pittsburgh. Uh, that alone is what scares me the most. Is just the fact that. Uh, actually nothing scares me when it comes to any opponent. I take that back. Concerns <laughs> me because I really do believe if they put a 14 spot up over the Brewers, uh, they'll, if they do that in one game, I guarantee you Milwaukee pitching is going to shut them out in the other two to win the series. So, uh, mark my words on that one, but yeah, their offense is, is really unbelievable. I mean, you know, led by Bellinger. Uh, he's done it really all season long. He's kind of stuck to that MVP form. Suzuki's got hot late in the second half as well. Um, their defense has been really good up the middle with uh, Swanson and Horner, shortstop and second base. Um, you know, their bullpen has gotten stronger, I think, in the second half as well. And and they can score in bunches uh, like they did, uh, as I just mentioned. They put up an eight spot in the eighth inning, a game they already had in hand. I mean, they they just are hungry to score, and they can hit the long ball, man. And and Craig Council keeps saying it, how important a home run means, especially if it's going to bring in more than one run, um, how that can get you back in a game, how that can take over a game, um, all those types of things. So those are the things when I look at a series against the Cubs – I'll look at what stands out for the opponents, and certainly those things do right there. All right. We're going to break down the other possible opponents for the Brewers in that best-of-three wild-card playoff series that would take place in Milwaukee when the regular season wraps up. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, it's brought to you by the Salvation Army. Brewers fans, every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations do make a difference. Visit them online at sabilwaukee.org to help today. More on Brewers Extra Innings with Bob, Matt, and Craig Kishan. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Bob Rainer in for Dom on a Tuesday night. Brewers beat the Cardinals 7-3. Their magic number drops to 6. It's going to stay there because 
The Cubs have put up two touchdowns. Um, Craig Ashan, Bally Sports Wisconsin, joining us. We're breaking down the possible teams that the Brewers could play in that best-of-three playoff series. We already went through the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. Now, Craig, concerns if it would be the Miami Marlins. Concerns and what do you like about a matchup if it's the Fish? Well, you know, it's interesting because we just saw them uh, in Milwaukee last week, and we're going to see them again this weekend in Miami. Kind of the same scenario with the Cubs. It, it, you know, you pay the, play the final three games of the regular season against Chicago, and if you match up at the playoffs, you take a day off and play three more. So um, there's a potential uh, in, in this wild card situation for the Brewers to see a lot of these same teams. So they're, they're obviously both going to have an advantage of getting to see one another quite a bit and, you know, getting some tendencies, especially from pitching and Marlins pitching is pretty good. I mean, I mean, they lost uh, El Contra potentially for the rest of the way. Um, But, you know, we just saw this, uh, this young 20 year old kid in Milwaukee pitch uh, Uriah Perez, he's 6'8". He's only 20 years old. Um, he pitched awfully well. Craig Council said he's probably the best newcomer pitcher in the league here right now. Uh, we saw the lefty Braxton Garrett. Um, they also have Jesus Lazardo, who is just coming back from the injury list and trying to get his feet back on the ground. So they potentially, even without El Contra, have uh, three really good pitchers uh, that they could use in this series. Now, the other thing that they have, Bob, and, and we and everyone else in the league has gotten their uh, taste of Luis Arise, who's going to win another batting championship. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Jake Berger and Josh Bell uh, at the trade deadline, and they've combined for 17 home runs between those two already. And uh, Brewers got a little dose of them. Uh, hopefully they won't get a big dose here this weekend in Miami, but they're pretty well-rounded. Um, they've They've come together at a pretty quick time here but let's not forget uh the brewers took three or four against them and we'll see what they can do here this weekend um but a lot of these teams so far that we've talked about are are really pretty well rounded yeah i would agree jake Berger, by the way had a, had a walk-off single as miami beat the new york mets uh this evening to uh stay in this wild card chase. All right, the Cincinnati Reds. I know we haven't seen Cincinnati in a long time because when they played their last series back in August it was like, can you believe this is this is or, or was it July, Craig? Was that when they last played Cincinnati? Maybe it may have been uh at least end of July yeah. beginning of August, yeah. But, yeah, because I remember at the time it was like, can you believe this is going to be it because of the new scheduling? You don't always see everybody in your division. So I remember it was like, that's going to be it between the Reds and the Brewers the rest of the regular season. But nevertheless, even though if it is the Cincinnati Reds, I would say familiarity by the Reds against the Brewers and the fact that when we saw Cincinnati in the beginning of the season, it's like, uh, they're not they're not going to make any noise in this division. And then they started to get the pieces together. De La Cruz came onto the scene, and all these young guys started to find their way. And I think, Craig, that combined with the fact that the Reds have kind of shown no fear. And the Reds are just like, an X factor where it's like, we're not supposed to be in the postseason. So they could be a team that could come in and just let it all hang out. And sometimes that works, doesn't it? 
Yes, and and that's all also on uh, producer Vinny Rotino's list that uh, he helped create. <laughs> Good, and he he said all these guys are rookies and and they don't care what stage they're on because they've been on it now for a while, but they're going to let it fly, which is which is very true. I mean, l- speaking of let it fly, they lead the majors with 173 stolen bases. Yeah, that is coming into their game tonight, so. The Brewers got a full dose of that uh, earlier this season when they started all coming up. And let's not forget uh, another rookie on this team who debuted in the majors against Milwaukee was the left-handed starter, Andrew Abbott. Right. I think he won his first five, six, or seven starts. He's, He's cooled off a little bit since then, but but still, it's another lefty out there who has had a lot of success against Milwaukee here in his short tenure. The other, the other key pitcher they got back that Milwaukee hadn't seen uh, was Hunter Green. And in September alone, his ERA is under one. So, I mean, think about this. They're, if, if they put Green and, and Abbott, they have an all-star closer in Diaz, uh, who continues to pitch really well. I mean, they, they could match up with a lot of teams if these rookies do indeed let it fly, get on base, and and create a lot of havoc for for opposing teams here right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, The Reds did lose to the Twins tonight in Cincinnati. And then finally, San Francisco. Uh, Again, they're kind of clinging, and they're trying to claw over a bunch of teams to get in there. But if the Giants would get the spot, and they would be the Brewers' opponents, I'll start it off, Craig, by saying if that happens, then the Giants would be this late-season surge juggernaut Oh my gosh, we feel so great and we're just we're on such a high we're just going to keep rolling and that can be dangerous in the postseason when a team comes in red hot making the playoffs backdoor or not it doesn't matter they feel good about themselves and that can be a dangerous team. Yeah, and in the the regular season they took 5 of 7 from Milwaukee yep. as well. Um so there's that. This team doesn't scare me. This team scares me the least out of the out of the wild card contenders okay. here right now. I I just don't see them being able to compete and beat Brewer pitching uh, with their offense. I mean, they're they've struggled defensively, so that's one thing there. Um, the one guy who's who's made an impact is Patrick Bailey. He's their rookie catcher, and and he kind of helped turn around their season when he made. Um, his debut since he took over behind the plate. And Vinny kind of says, you know, he might be kind of a Buster Posey-like impact. He's certainly not there yet. We know how great Buster Posey was in his career. But those kind of guys, especially if they're catchers, I mean, they're making the impact that William Contreras has with this Brewer team as well. We talked about it earlier, Bob. So um, there, there are some pieces out there for the Giants. I just don't see... Uh, their pitching staff over over two games, or maybe maybe if it goes three, stopping Milwaukee hitting, and I I, th- I see Brewer pitching really uh, doing the job against these guys. But we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. You know what, Craig? You can tell Vinny he can just put his show in the can. You can take this portion that we just did, these two segments. And they just put a, a Bally Sports Wisconsin graphic over it. And there's yeah, your show right there. That. There's your we show. Do that. It's already done. You're welcome. So this is our prep work that we do because <laughs> we're anticipating yes. that the Brewers are going to wrap up the division title well before the Cubs come to town. So we're anticipating maybe this happening on 
Wednesday, and we'll need to have material for Thursday's day game. That, I like that's it. all we're anticipating. We're, we're working ahead. I like the way you think, my friend. He is Craig Kishon, Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Thank you, pal. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. All right. Sounds good, Bobby. Our show is brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com is where you find them on the web. You can find us right here at Brewers Extra Innings after this commercial. When we come back, we will hear from the Brewers skipper, Craig Kishon, uh, Craig, Craig Kishon. They're both CC. It's late. Craig Council, who got his 700th managerial win tonight. I got it right. Bob Rainer with you in for Dom on a Tuesday night as the Brewers win in St. Louis 7-3. This is Brewers Extra Innings. We got so caught up breaking down the possible Milwaukee opponents for the postseason, we didn't name a player of the game. I'm going to take Colin Ray because I mentioned this earlier. After falling behind two to nothing, as Trevor McGill got the start, Ray comes in and he really settles things down and just says, okay, guys, I'll do my part waiting for the offense to do their part. And of course, they did, as you know, a run in the third to get it closer and then double fest the fourth when they scored four times to make it five to two. But, but Colin Ray to me was really the unsung hero in there. So we're going to make him our player of the game because he steadied the ship and he settled things down there until the bats came alive in innings three, four, then later innings eight and nine as they went at seven to three. Manager Craig, Craig, uh, Craig I almost did it again. My gosh. Craig Council from Whitefish Bay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way to describe it for sure. Um, yeah, offensively, a lot of guys did stuff. I think pitching-wise, a lot of guys contributed. So um, just a good team win. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think Colin Ray deserves a lot of credit here. He, you know, stepped up and gave us another good effort. I mean, I think that's that's three really good efforts of, you know, keeping us in the game and more than that, really, just pitching really, really well. Um, so just couldn't be happier with the job he's done here in September. Is there a parallel between how he sort of stepped into the rotation and, and stabilized that when things were shaky to kind of how he stepped in tonight and stabilized it? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, I mean, I think the the biggest thing to say about Colin is that he's, I think he's third on innings in this team. So that, that just tells you how important that he's been. Um, and um, he's he's been a part of a lot of wins. He's been... been done a nice job um, and then he's been kind of a rock for us you know that you know and at the start of the season when we were in Phoenix you know you're not really you weren't expecting that at all these last three starts you kind of mentioned it uh, since he came back up he's thrown the ball really well what have you seen that's really worked for him yeah I mean I, I mean he's he's just really he's kept a lot there hasn't been a lot of traffic really that, that's that's probably what he's done the best so that means um you know, in the strike zone, the stuff has been crisp. Um, you know, we've tried to shorten it just a little bit, and I think that has made a little bit of a difference. Um, so he's he, he's done a nice job. He feels fresh for even for this time of year at um, at that number of innings. Um, I mean, hopefully, that's helped him out a little bit. That string of doubles, Craig. That's got to be sort of 
demoralizing on the other side when it just <laughs> feels like you can't shut it down. Yeah, no, we did a nice job. I mean, just good at bats, and it, again, that's an inning that um, that we've had the last month um, where we just string together good at bats, and um, whether it be walks, tonight was hits, um, doing a nice job. And then we got a you know we got a late sack fly, we got some good base running by Sal to to be aggressive on that ball to get the fifth run in. So good, nice job by Monasterio um, and Willie tacking on a run there. So great base running by William to to get to second on the stolen base. So. A lot of good kind of little things tonight that uh, added up to a win. Was one of those uh, Willie's mound visit? It was pretty intense with Abner. Yeah, I mean, I think Abner was, you know, look, Abner's an emotional pitcher, um, and it, and he uses it to advan his advantage, and there's a, but there's a fine line, of course. Um, and, um, you know, he, he was frustrated with himself after he got ahead of Goldschmidt and, and with the walk, but... You know, it's Paul Goldschmidt. Like, he's going to do that. Willie said sometimes you just need a message from a teammate, you know, yeah. in those moments. Have you, how, how have you seen that yeah. in your time? No, I, I think that's exactly right. Um, sometimes that snaps you out of it as much as anything. And so it just get gets you back to what what's the job at hand. And um, instead of being mad at yourself, getting, getting to the next hitter and making pitches on the next hitter. You guys fall behind, but like Williams' home run, I mean, it just seems like it's a damage, obviously, but it, it always seems like it comes at a good time to pick up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't say enough about just the season Williams having, um, you know, how, how durable he's been, um, the big hits. Um, he, he's having a tremendous, tremendous season. Again, that is manager Craig Council getting managing Victory number 700 in his career. Congratulations to Craig as the Brewers get him number 700 in St. Louis by the score of 7-3. When we come back, our Brewers Extra Innings, which is brought to you by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. For a limited time only, Cider's waiving the $99 trip fees for HVAC service calls. This offer not valid on clean and tunes, weekends, or after hours. It's valid through September 15th. Oops. Oh. Call anyway. They'll, they'll get on it for you. Uh, when we come back, highlights, highlights, highlights. We got highlights from St. Louis next. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Bob Brainerd. All right, I'll skip ahead. The Brewers won at 7-3, but you probably know that. They fell behind 2 to nothing in the first inning, but in the third... The chipping away in the scoreboard began with Contreras at the plate. Pitch to William is drilled deep in the left. Palacios back, track, wall, see you later. Into the seats, a home run for William Contreras. And that gets the Brewers on the board with authority here in the third inning. Contreras, it's 2-1. to one. And it didn't take Milwaukee long to tie it and then take the lead in the fourth inning. It was a double fest in the fourth inning, starting with... Josh Donaldson. And delivers. Lined hard and fair past third base. That one rolling all the way into the left field corner. It will tie this game. The round third, Adamas in to score. Josh Donaldson replaces Willie at second base. He has a run scoring double, and we've got a brand new game in the fourth. Two to two, the score in St. Louis. Then it was time for Ty Taylor to untie it. The left-handers 0-2. Ripped and passed the lunge of Arenado into the left field corner. It's a doubles party. 
Around third comes Donaldson. He'll score to second base, Tyrone Taylor. He's given the Brewers the lead in the fourth inning. It's an RBI two-bagger. 3-2 to two, Milwaukee has taken the lead for the first time in the series. And let's keep that doubles party going. Now the left-handers 1-0. Line drive pulled in a shallow right center. In comes Jordan Walker, goes into a dive. He misplayed it. It flew over his outstretched glove. Around third comes Taylor. He will score no relay throw. How about four doubles in a row as Freelich moves into second base? It is an RBI two-bagger for Sal, and the Brewers lead it 4-2. to two. How about a four-run fourth inning and a 5-2 Milwaukee lead? Cardinals got a run in the fifth to make it 5-3. to three. But the Brewers got insurance late in the contest. In the eighth, in the ninth, and then Andrew Chafin came on with a pad of four, and he kept it that way. One-two pitch. Ground ball. One hops the glove of Donaldson to second for one. On to first in time. And Chafin induces a 5-4-3 double play. And the Brewers win this game by a final of 7-3. It is win number 700 in the managerial career of Craig Council. And the Brewers win their 85th of the season. And they even this series at a game apiece. So there's all your digits to wrap it up. Brewers win it 7-3. Craig gets number 700. Brewers magic number is down to 6. When we come back in Brewers Extra Innings, we'll get you ready for Game 3 of this series in St. Louis. Bob Rainer in for Dom on this Tuesday night. Brewers win in St. Louis to even that series up at a game apiece. Final was 7-3 tonight. Tomorrow, Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel on 620 WTMJ and the Brewers Radio Network, wherever you may be. 645 is the first pitch, so the pregame is a half hour before that. Adrian Hauser is on the hill for the Brewers tomorrow. 6-4 and four record, 4.53 ERA, 82 strikeouts so far. Zach Thompson, who they've used in various roles, mostly in the bullpen, is going to get the start tomorrow for St. Louis. He's 5-6 and six in ERA, similar to Hauser at 4.34 and 63 strikeouts. The magic number for the Brewers to win the division, the NL Central, is now 6. The Cubs were 14-1 to one winners over Pittsburgh tonight. The Reds lost the Twins, so they're kind of on life support if they have any hope of catching the Brewers and or the Cubs to win the NL Central. But they're certainly in contention for that one of the wild card spots. And Matt, the final thoughts, I'm going to give them to you. You heard from Craig talk, breaking down all the possible opponents for the Brewers, assuming that they would win the NL Central. I'm going to ask you this. Of the teams that we mentioned, Arizona, the Cubs, Miami, Cincinnati, and San Francisco – what to you would be the most fun matchup? What would be the most entertaining? I mean, throw the analytics and the X's and O's out. What would you love to see just from a true baseball theater standpoint? Hopefully the people from down south don't take a trip up by 94. Yeah. Six straight games. Three in the regular season. I'm just imagining myself as a manager in the dugout over those final three games, thinking, what do I do now considering that you have these three games, which for the Brewers are going to be spring training 2.0. But if I do this and win these games, maybe with some help, then the Cubs don't continue. So how much do I dislike the Cubs that I try and keep them out? However, once the both teams get in, and if it is an I-94 wildcard series, buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a wild ride heading into that series because Steele versus Burns game one, Hendricks 
versus Woodruff game two. At this point, it's looking like Assad or Stroman against Peralta game three. I think Milwaukee mm. has a slight edge there, despite the fact that the Cubs put up uh, more points or the same amount of touchdowns that the Bears put up last yeah. week. So uh, you just never know what's going to happen. It's playoff baseball, and my main philosophy with that, I know we have a lot of people who are numbers guys. I know numbers dominate the world of baseball. Do this. Crumble it up. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. None of it's going to matter with a 994 rivalry. I promised that Matt could have the final word on Brewers Extra Innings tonight, and you summed it up perfectly, my friend. That would be, it might be scary to some Brewer fans because of the Cubs and the fans that would somehow acquire tickets and on the open market, yada, yada, yada. But from a true baseball theater standpoint, that would be pretty fun to watch unfold, especially as you said and pointed out. They would play the last three games of the regular season, take a little breather. Hey, fellas, stay in Milwaukee because you ain't going anywhere. You got to play us at least three more times, maybe two. We shall see. A lot to unfold as the Brewers finish up the series in St. Louis, then head to Miami to face the Fish, another team that's certainly in the wild card hunt, then come back home to face the Cardinals again, who, you know, let's face it, they could be a disruptive team because they'll be they'll be counting down until they have vacation, and then the Chicago Cubs to close it out. But the Brewers' magic number is six. All business, all the time. Milwaukee wins tonight, 7-3. to three. For producer Matt, for Craig Kashan, for all the fine folks here, thanks for listening to Brewers Extra Innings on a Tuesday night. I'm Bob Brainerd.